Hi, I'm Trip Babbitt, host of the Deming Institute podcast. And this episode, we're going to continue our series on Dr. Deming's 14 points with point 12, remove barriers that rob people of pride in workmanship. And Dr. Deming in the book, Out of the Crisis, noted this point as the most important obstacle to uh, reduction of cost and improvement of quality in the United States. Here's Dr. Deming talking about point number 12. A woman said to me, it's, our work is so difficult when there are only seven of us at our station, requires nine to do the work. Where the other two, I knew the answer, they stay home. Well, why are the two at home? Because we can't turn out good work. That's why. So they stay home, they don't feel important. Absenteeism is there because people don't feel important. Matter of leadership. Point 12 is focused on both management and workers. While I was reading Point 12 and Out of the Crisis, Dr. Deming talked about handicaps to productivity, quality, and competitive position. So I broke it out into uh, different types of handicaps that I read. So the first handicap is that workers are treated as a commodity. And we all have seen, well, I shouldn't say all, uh, people my age (laughs) uh, will have seen where the personnel department has now become the human resources department. It's this attitude of we hire people if they're needed, and then if they're not, they're discarded. This, to me, shows an incredible lack of leadership Uh, Not from the fact that it comes from financial dire straits, but when it's to raise the dividend and uh, protect bonuses and things of that sort, these things are becoming problematic to the workplace. If you want to show real leadership in an organization, Dr. Deming has a prescription for what to do. And if you have to have layoffs, the first thing you do is cut the dividend. You reduce salaries and bonuses of top management. Then you go to the rank and file um, and maybe get people to furlough themselves for a while. Maybe they want an extra week of vacation, Uh, a cut in pay for those that stay. Um, But no one loses a job. That's That's the attitude of keeping the organization together. And these are very brain-friendly activities when you do this. If you're just doing layoffs and there's no pain from management, and we often hear this uh, over and over again, oh, it's so painful for top management to have to lay off these people. Well, then take some of the pain. And taking the pain means that you be a leader by taking a cut before you start asking others to lose their jobs. The second handicap that Dr. Deming talks about is that management is helpless when they have problems with people. They may start programs that are uh, employee involvement programs, employee participation, improving the quality of work life, and they all have different designations now and different programs that management starts and consultants come up with new ones. Um, but the real problem is, is typically, and the problem I've seen in most organizations, the management 
doesn't really take any action on the feedback. They get it, and then, oh, well, well, we got the feedback. We all feel better now. We know what we should be doing, but we've got other problems, and we'll move on to those. The third handicap is kind of a potpourri of different things, that, and some of them we've already talked about, but problems with inspection, which is point number three of Dr. Deming's 14 points, training, equipment, quotas we talked about in point number 10, uh, communication, and then the last one is performance appraisal. And Dr. Deming talks about performance appraisal. Let's listen to what he says about them. The annual appraisal will have to be supplanted by leadership. The job of a leader is to help people. He must be able to know, by calculation or otherwise, who of his people is in need of individual attention. Now, I've read all types of books recently about performance appraisals and a lot of the prescriptions for performance appraisals are improving them. You know, 360-degree feedback, um, you know, more often having performance appraisals done more often. But the real answer, and even in some of the interviews I've done in my uh, new podcast I put together called Mind Your Noodles and looking at neuroscience, suggests that there's a, this, this hits at this sense of fairness that all people uh, have and you know most people have a pretty good opinion of themselves and that doesn't mean that that's righteous but you can deflate a whole not only an individual but a whole culture by use of the performance appraisal now organizations um, that I've worked with have told me well performance appraisals work great for us and my question to them as it is to you is have you ever tried not doing them what is the reaction um, how would you go about putting that in place? Because if, if performance appraisals are so great, um, you doesn't take much to go online and not only find people that are trying to improve them, but um, secondly, people complaining about them on forums where employees get together and talk about things that they don't like. So there are brain-friendly reasons for you to get rid of performance appraisals and almost... Every, well, I can't say every, every neuroscience um, application I've seen and the people I've interviewed has suggested that performance appraisals really provide nothing useful to help make a brain-friendly organization. The last one is a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to be in management, the first thing you have to do is you got to know the job. And the, the biggest complaint that I get in organizations is my manager does not understand the work. And when I ask what they do, it's predictable. That is that they use reports and data. If you don't understand the work and you're in management, you're, you're part of the problem. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very difficult to manage something that you have no idea uh, how to do. This is a huge problem at every organization that I've, that I've worked with. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about are the signs that you have a lack of pride in workmanship. And those things I see in organizations are 
you talked about a little bit with Dr. Deming's first rant that he had about absenteeism is certainly one of them, but there's turnover. That's another way of knowing uh, whether you've got a problem with a lack of pride and work workmanship. Um, there are health issues. You have stress and lack of sleep. And I know those are harder to measure in organizations, but I have a feeling that that it, it's starting to show itself and they're finding new ways to be able to um, know whether you have a stressed uh, workplace. And the, the other one that comes out is this sense of indifference when you talk to people in the organization. Now, I don't know if you've heard the, the saying before that the opposite of love isn't hate. If people are complaining and doing that type of thing, that they may be warning signs, but that doesn't mean that they don't care about the organization. The worst of all that I see in employees is indifference. If they don't care, then you've really lost a person or a group of people or a whole culture in an organization. And these issues are all systemic in nature. The system needs to change. And we've talked about multiple times in the Deming Lens about that is the job of management. I hope you enjoyed this week's Deming Lens. And next month, we'll go through point 13, which is encourage education and self-improvement for everyone.